Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Live Your Personal Best. Today's conversation is one that you might need to pull out your notepad and pen for because there are so many just small nuggets and quotes in here that stuck with me and have really changed the way that I think about decision making. Today, we're talking with the author of Better Than Destiny, all about how, you know, we might not actually have a destiny and it's all about the choices that we make and how we can give that power to ourselves without trying to be stressed over so many options without being stressed about trying to make big decisions or small decisions and how to actually approach it in a logical and have a method for making decisions. So if you are someone who tends to overthink, overstress, or you just kind of want a more practical plan on how to make decisions moving forward, this episode is definitely for you. I can't wait for you to listen. But before we jump right in, I do need to make sure that you are following along the podcast on our Instagram. It's at liveyourpb, where you can get daily motivation in between the different podcast episodes. So once again, it's at liveyourpb. I will see you there and hope you enjoy. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Frederick. In his new book, Better Than Destiny, he takes the guesswork out of making good decisions and helps you set and achieve the goals that truly matter to you. Frederick, I'm so excited to bring you on today. Thanks, Emily. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. So I'd love to just start off of what is your book, Better Than Destiny, all about? Kind of to sum it up super briefly, I would say that one, our choices matter. And two, it's possible to learn to make our decisions well, that that's something we can practice and develop a process for and become more confident and comfortable with. And that making the choices that connect our day-to-day actions to our long-term goals is how we build the lives that we want to have complete with passion and purpose and health and happiness and success and all the rest. I think those connecting up the long-term goals, being able to be clear about those and, and having our day-to-day actions, how we live our lives take us towards that rather than in some random direction. And so what I tried to put in the book was kind of simple, actionable stuff that we can actually use to take that idea. Like that sounds great, but how do I do that? And that's what I tried to put in there and, and make available. Yeah. Well, I love that you titled it, you know, better than destiny. You use this word like destiny in it. So do you believe then that we have a destiny or what is your belief around that? 
I do not believe that we have a particular destiny. Um, and you can get kind of picky about language, but mostly I just think it's it can be a really disempowering idea to tell people there's one thing out there for you. And if if you're not comfortable in what you're doing, then you must have failed at finding your destiny. And, and I think that takes away a lot of our power. It makes us feel like we're either lost or we're on a track that's predetermined. And neither one of those things leaves it up to us. And, but I don't think that's how the world works. I, I think our choices do matter. And I think that is, as the title of the book suggests, uh, better than destiny. I, I think we have the, the power of choice. And, and I, I think that's a very impactful thing to have. To, to be able to make our decisions and have them help steer the ship in our lives. And, uh, and the fact that we can, that we have that power suggests that the more we learn how to use it well, the, the more control we'll have over how things go. I love that. I love that, you know, you are talking about the control and like putting it back on ourselves. Like we do have that power. So, you know, if there's no one destiny that we're going for, do you feel like it's possible for us to like make wrong decisions or like what what type of decisions like do we have here? Yeah, I, I think right and wrong can get uh, people really spun up in their heads. Right. And I think, you know, in some big sense, there's like morally right and wrong things you can do or try to avoid doing in the world to other people. But from the sense of like in your day-to-day -day actions, there, there are better and worse choices in the sense of they're either more likely or less likely to take you towards where you want to be, but they're not inherently reflective of, are you a good person? Are you a failure? It's more just like, yeah, this this option has a high chance of turning out how I want it to. And this option takes me further away from where I want to be. Then yeah, this is probably a better option in that context, but it may not turn out how I want. And if I, for whatever reason, chose to do this other thing and it took me further rather than closer to where I was trying to get to, I can learn from that. I don't have to sit around and say, well, I blew it. I guess I'm just, you know, I'm I'm not good at life or whatever. Um, you can say, okay, that took me away rather than towards, and so I can learn from that. And in some settings, that's easier or harder to do to reframe in that way. But really, I think you know, with a little bit of grace for ourselves, we can let go of the, well, I did it wrong and get more into every decision I make is a little bit of a bet. It's a little bit of an experiment and I'm trying to make winning bets all the time, but I know I'm not going to win every hand. And each time my bet doesn't turn out the way I want it to, I can use that to make my next bet more likely to be successful to, or in terms of the science, like whatever I learn in this experiment, I can use to design my next experiment better and, and try things differently. Yeah. I, I never have thought about the outlook that way. Cause 
you know, thinking of it as an experiment or like trials, because for instance, you know, right now what I'm going through is like, okay, moving up in my career. And this question keeps coming back of like, well, if I leave what I'm doing now, then like, why would I put in that much effort for the past few years? Or it feels like I'm starting over, you know, like it feels like, oh, all those choices were almost wrong. But you're right. It's not. It's just a trial. It's just an experiment, right? There wasn't no right or wrong. There's so many different options. Yeah, I I agree. And I think that one of the things that's really common when you look at the research on like what makes us happy and feel fulfilled in our life and what are the things we regret, the things we regret are the things that we didn't do, right? It's very commonly, and we hear this, we read this, but then we get stuck in our own life when we come up against the that that moment of like, oh, do I do I make this leap? And it's not to say that, well, every leap you should take just because it's there, but you might tilt yourself a little towards, you know, if this doesn't turn out, what's the worst that's going to happen? Is it reversible? You know, am I going to end up destitute on the streets with no family and friends if this career jump doesn't turn out? Probably not. It might be a hassle. And if things really bomb, you might have to turn around and kind of rebuild some some career capital back in what you were doing before. But that's going to be a recoverable situation for most of us, right? And so taking the taking the leap to to run the experiment, like oh, you know, there's the what if this goes wrong side, but there's also the what if this goes right, and what am I what opportunity am I passing up by not trying? And and I, I think. We often discount that a lot, the uh, the foregone opportunity, because we're like, well, you know, it might not go perfect, so maybe I should just stay on track. And more and more and more time passes, and with all of that time and further time on the same track, there's more and more time you could have spent building something different. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely you know heard that before. Of kind of the biggest regret is the stuff that you don't try out or that you don't take. But so now that we know that there's no like right and wrong decision, what advice do you have for the first that maybe just struggles to make a decision, right? Like there's so many different options out there. Like sometimes I almost just feel paralyzed of like, okay, what if I just don't choose any of them? (laughs) Right. Right. Well, first I would say that that too is a choice, right? That, that you're, you're making a choice to kind of let things go without any control on your part, unless you kind of wield your own power there. And and then once you decide, okay, I'm going to consciously engage with this decision. The first thing is to decide how much that decision is worth, how much time, effort, resources, whatever, you know, if you're trying to decide whether to go out for pizza or burgers tonight, like sometimes we get paralyzed by that simple choice. Right. Um, but it probably deserves a significantly different amount of energy than should I make this career leap or not? Um, should I give up the security for the excitement and potential growth? And making that distinction, I think, is a, a good, a really important first step. And one tip, kind of practical tip uh, that we could call the rule of threes because there aren't enough rules of three out there. I'll add one more to the list, which is if you think of your decision in how it's actually going to impact your health, your happiness, how you feel about your life, 
three days, three months, and three years down the line, right? And if I'm trying to decide between pizza and burgers tonight, I can pretty much stop after the first step. Like I, I can't even remember precisely what I had for dinner three days ago. It's certainly not having a big impact on my life uh, today. And the same would be true for my dinner decision tonight about three days from now. Other things, you know, how, what car should I buy? If I buy a new car and I'm really excited about it, it probably will impact my happiness three days and maybe even three months from now. But three years from now, it's probably just going to be the way I get to work into the grocery store. I'm not going to be super excited or super disappointed in it. It's just going to be transportation. And so that deserves a different amount of attention than where I'm going to dinner tonight. And then the career decision obviously plays out at the different time scale. Three or more years has a big impact. And so that that deserves some energy. And so I I think with that in mind, kind of thinking in terms of, okay, three days, three months, three years down the line, that can help us focus in on this idea that I think most of us should spend a lot less time on most of our decisions and a lot more time on a few key decisions and, and open up the brain space for thinking about that career decision by flipping a coin if it's not obvious to you about what which restaurant to go to tonight you know take take that off your your energy drain on your decision making system and put that energy into yeah there there are a handful of things that i really should focus on and get serious about understanding about myself and what i want to do and put the time and energy into those things yeah, no, I think that's the hard truth. A lot of us need to hear of like, you're spending way too much time <laughs> on decisions. I've spent way too much time in my past being like, oh, I wonder what the first impression was like, or oh, at that networking event, or oh, should I work out or not? Like, those just take up so much mental space that you're right, don't even matter in three days. Yeah. And it, if you admit that you don't have infinite time and capacity, right? then you also have to recognize that any time and capacity used for one thing is taken away from other things. And so then to me, it's a good investment of time and energy to spend a little bit of that time and energy on the prioritization. Okay. This stuff, not going to affect my happiness that much. This stuff, these few things, they're going to matter a lot. And so that's what I'm going to spend my time and energy on. Yeah. And I don't even know if you made meant to make this point but when you're talking about a car in my head I would think that is a pretty big decision and you're like oh you know in three months it might still matter but in three years it's just the way that you get to work and I was like oh in my head I would have been like oh no in three years it still matters because you are still using the car but you're right like you know when all of the like newness dies down like your car is your car and yes new ones will come up and things will change but like it's still just doing the purpose for you so i thought that that was really interesting that you brought that up yeah i think a car is a great example because a lot of us do get really excited about you know even if you're buying a used car it's new to you right and it's got features you didn't have before or whatever and what we forget is that we adapt to that pretty quickly. And that's true with a lot of things in our life, right? We, we adapt to both good and bad circumstances to new stuff. You know, like if you think about the last time you upgraded your phone, you're super excited about it. 
right? And it's like, oh yeah, I can do all these new things. The camera's better, the screen's bigger, it's great. And then a little while down the line, if someone asks you about it and you think about those features, you think, oh yeah, I am excited about this phone. But during your day-to-day experience, that comes up probably not even once a day where you actually think this phone is cool and it makes me happier. You're just using it as a tool. And the same thing is true for a car. And, and, you know, it's like you drive a nice car, but most of the time when you're in your nice car, you are just driving, you know, you're thinking about you're late for work and you got to remember to pick up sandwich bread on the way home and those things. And the car isn't really making you more or less happy. You know, there are the extreme circumstances where it's like, yeah, my car is in such bad shape that I'm constantly worried about whether I'm going to make it to work. Yeah. In that setting, it may be affecting your day-to-day experience, but for the most part, you're not thinking about your car. You're just in it thinking about other things and it's not going to have much impact. And again, that's, we, we hear about that all the time too, right? That we like, we like getting things, but having things isn't very satisfying. And that's why it's because when we get them, we have that moment of excitement, but we adapt to that super quickly. And so again, we need to focus our energy more on the things that matter day to day that that actually affect the long term am i happy am i healthy am i having fun yeah that's so interesting and so kind of as you know i'm thinking through my own decisions here it seems like a big thing that comes up is like emotions will get in the way of the decisions that i'm trying to make do you have any recommendations on how to kind of take emotions out of it or is it a good thing that emotions are a part of it I, I wouldn't recommend taking emotions all the way out because emotions are information. Like that's that's what we're going for with our decisions is to feel good about our lives, right? To, to have friendships and to have fun and joy and feel healthy. Those are the things that matter. So, so taking emotion out completely, I think, is going too far. Um, you you want to use that, your your emotions, your emotional responses, but you want to think of them as some of the information that goes into the decision, not just how the decision is made. And I think the way to do that is to have a process. And so for small decisions, you're going to pop out of the process at the first step. The first step we already talked about is decide how much time and energy this decision is worth. And if it's worth very little, then just make a quick decision and get on with your life and and what matters more. Um, But if you think, okay, this this deserves some reasonable amount of effort, then have a set series of steps. Like, okay, this this is how I go through that. And for me, that's think about what aspects of the choice are important to you look to see if there's an obvious winner up front. Not often, but sometimes it's like, oh yeah, that's clearly the best option here. Then you can get out of the process and get on with having made your decision and now get to the part of acting on it. If there's not an obvious winner, then look for obvious losers, kind of thin your options down. And that doesn't mean you're burning bridges. It doesn't mean you can never go back to those things as a backup option, but you can say right away, like that's clearly a second tier consideration. And so you don't have to spend a lot of energy considering and researching those second tier ideas 
until you've gone through all your top tier ideas and they've all failed, right? Then those second tier ideas are still there, but you, you don't have to spend a lot of energy on them unless the situation arises when you need them. So you've decided this is a worthwhile decision to spend some time on. You know what's important about it. You've narrowed down your options a bit. Now's when you really get into doing the research. So I've narrowed down my options. I've just got a few things and I've decided I'm going to spend a certain amount of time researching them, you know, like for your career decision, it's like, okay, my main options are stay or go and go can take one of these two forms and there's no obvious clear winner among them. So now I'm going to look into the details and I've told myself, I'm going to spend one work week worth of hours on that. I'm going to spend 40 hours and it might take me three months to spend those 40-ish hours, um, but that's kind of what I'm going to do. I'm going to allow myself that amount of time, but I'm also going to admit to myself that beyond that amount of time, I'm probably just spinning my wheels. I'm not getting useful information anymore, right? And so you've thinned down your options, you've done your research, and then you acknowledge that every choice is a bet that you you have some amount of information. And at some point that curve of how much better your decision is getting with each amount of time that you invest in it, that gets pretty flat, right? Early on, a little bit of information goes a long way. But once you've learned a fair amount about all your options, learning a little bit more doesn't change how much you know very much. And so being honest about that, like, you know what, I've probably reached the flat point of the curve here where I'm putting in a lot of time and not moving forward with the decision because I'm not getting useful new information. And that's when you make your bet and, and that's the make a choice. So those, the, the, the process, like I said, you know, if you're stuck, decide how much time it's worth figure out what the important aspects are, look for a clear winner and thin your choices. And then with the remaining choices, do your defined amount of research and make the choice to allow yourself to move forward and learn from that choice. Every choice is a bet. I need that like on a poster. <laughs> I love thinking it like that. I think all of us do. It's, uh, you know, they, there aren't, many things that are really certain, right? And you can, and there are, with any choice, there are going to be things you couldn't know ahead of time. There are going to be chance happenings that occur after the fact that change how things play out. You can't control all of that. And so what you have to do is just say, yeah, I'm going to make quite a few decisions every day and in my life. And a handful of them are going to matter a lot. And Again, I'm not going to win every hand, but I'm going to bet on the winning hands, what seem like the winning hands heavily. And then if I lose some of those, but I win more than I lose, my life is just going to get better and better over time. And the ones that the hands that don't turn out the way I want, those I'm going to reflect on. I'm going to say, well, was there something there that I should have known ahead of time that I could have known, but didn't? And then I'm going to use that the next time I make a similar decision and, but also not beat myself up over it. Just say, oh yeah. Okay. Next time I've got to remember, you know, to take into account that I got to pay for health insurance if I'm self-employed, you know, or whatever it is. 
and and then learn from that and move on. Yeah, no, I really like that because thinking about you know like some of the big decisions I've made. So I was a Division One athlete all throughout college, and when people ask me about my experience, I, I did have a great time. But looking back, I would have quit halfway through. I would have. <laughs> I would have taken a year off. Like I would have done things a little different and that's me looking back. But, you know, at the time I didn't have that information. So I can't say, oh, I would have made a different choice because I couldn't have predicted I'd come in dead last every race my last year. You know, like that was something that I just had to like live through. And so I think that's so funny of like, you know, looking back at it, like you won't always have all the information. So you, know, when you are stuck in the decision of what am I going to do? As you said, at some point, you're not going to get more information. You're not going to know it all. You just have to decide. Yeah. And you can look back and say, had I known the future, which obviously we can't, right? Had I known the future, I would have done something different. But now I have this experience, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, it can sound a little trite, like, oh, just, just look on the bright side. And that's that's not what I'm trying to say. But you can be honest about the fact that, yes, that wasn't how I wanted things to go and I'm okay. Now I've had this experience of, you know, losing every race in my senior year <laughs> and, and I'm okay. And that's going to, you know, I, I'm going to guess that whether you realize it or not, having had that experience makes you a little more willing to try things because you're like, you know what I had like, one of the worst seasons imaginable and I graduated and I'm out doing fun stuff in the world. Right. And, and so now it's like, well, you know, I, I'm going to run a different kind of race now. And even if I don't win, I'm going to learn something from it and I'm going to be okay. And, and I think that is actually a really empowering lesson. That's a really empowering experience. And so, yeah, maybe if you'd known in advance, you wouldn't have chosen to have that experience, but that doesn't mean that it was completely wasted time and you can't get anything out of it. Yeah, that's a really good perspective to have. And I know that we talked a lot about the overthinking of decisions. Is there any common decision that you think is like not thought about enough? Like we always like impulsively choose something when we should think about it more? Yeah, well, I think I I would say people kind of fall into two categories. And, you know, there's a spectrum, obviously, but some people are way more on one end of the spectrum or the other. Some people are really good at the big vision. Um, and so they're good at making the decision about what their big goal is, you know, and others of us are really good at the, I can execute day-to-day tasks and like, just get stuff done, but I don't know what all that stuff is going towards. And so depending on which end of that spectrum you're on, you do one or the other worse. Right. And, uh, so I, I think for me, it's for each of us to realize in our lives. Like I, for a long time, I was the, I'm super productive. I'm organized. I can get stuff done. And then it took me a while before I realized I'm getting stuff done, but it's not getting me anywhere that I want to go. Right. And this is like where you were a rower, right? When you rode crew. Yeah. So, you know, that's like, I'm keeping the boat in just ship shape. Everything's great but I'm just like adrift on the water, not, not going towards any direction. And then at the other end of the spectrum are the people who are like, Oh yeah, I know where we want to go. I've got a plan for the whole season. 
and uh, and focused on the finish line. But maybe I don't always show up for practice, and you know, maybe I'm not paying attention to my nutrition, and my hands are all torn up, um, so I can't row. And those people, so the decisions those people need to focus on, but like, I am a visionary, but I don't know how to get stuff done. The stuff they need to focus on is making the decisions that connect what they do today with their big goal. Folks like me, really good at the day-to-day, like organizing stuff. What I need to focus on is making sure that what I'm doing day-to-day has a direction that I have defined a goal that I'm working towards so that I can organize what I do during my day around moving in that direction. Yeah. No, I'm a really visual person. So I'm like picturing, you know, those two ends of the spectrum and I'm like, okay, now I see how you can like fall in the middle and like try to find that balance. Um, But thank you so much for joining us today. Is there any one last piece of advice you'd love to leave everyone with? Yeah. Well, I think we kind of mentioned it already and that's that you have this power to make decisions and my advice is learn how to use that power well because it is a skill and you can develop it and it's a it's a meta skill it's a skill that allows you to develop the other skills that matter in your life and and to move towards what you want so yeah my my piece of advice is make your decisions consciously and and recognize that 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 can be done well and if it's not obvious to you in any circumstance how to do it you can get help there's there's a lot of support and there's good science good advice and good support for making good decisions to use it because it matters yeah well speaking of support where can people find you and your book and all of that Yeah. So the book is Better Than Destiny, Practical Science for Creating the Life You Want. And it's on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And you can order it through your local bookstore if you want. The actual best place to get in touch with me directly is through my website. It's frederickbonson.com. It's got some free resources from the book. It's got a mindset quiz on there that can give you some insight into your own mindset around how you approach challenges and how you interact with other people. That's a a quick and fun way to get a little insight. And you can contact me directly through the website. That's the part I love. I love the conversations. That's why I'm doing this. Um, I love seeing people light up with that moment of realization or hit that goal that they didn't know they could go after. So uh, get in touch that way. Yeah. Awesome. I'll link it all below. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.